Ethanol is one of the most important industries in the Midwest, and it's an industry about to change. The government is expected to release new targets for the amount of ethanol the oil industry has to blend into our gasoline. That's called the Renewable Fuel Standard, or RFS. In the first part of a two-part series on the RFS, Inside Energy's Emily Guerin takes a look at how the law is impacting rural America. Stutzman County, North Dakota, didn't really used to be corn country. It's rocky, hilly, and dry. Well, you could farm it, but it's, it's a lot of work to get into it. Denny Ova raises beef cattle and farms here. It's hard to farm around them lakes, and, and some of these hills are straight up and down. So mainly for cattle is the best for it. But the math started to change around 2007. That's when the RFS was passed, creating an instant market for corn to be made into ethanol. Between 2007 and 2013, the price of corn almost doubled, and the amount of corn planted in Stutzman County increased by over 50 percent. That was good news for people like Denny Ova and his neighbors. The last 10 years have been excellent. A lot of buildings going up, a lot of new equipment sitting out there. People are happy. The ethanol industry estimates it contributes $640 million to North Dakota's economy, and billions more across the Midwest. Tom Lilja, head of the North Dakota Corn Growers Association, says it largely comes down to competition. A farmer in the past would go to the elevator and take the price. Well, now he can look at an ethanol plant bid and he can make these guys compete for their price. That was one of the initial goals of RFS, stimulate the rural economy. It was also meant to reduce our dependence on foreign oil and to cut carbon emissions. The carbon part is a little stickier. Those high corn prices meant many farmers like Denny Ova took grassland out of conservation reserve programs, or CRP, and plowed it up for corn. Ova wanted to keep his grass, but it just didn't make business sense. You know, if you're only getting 50 bucks an acre out of CRP, but you could rent it to the neighbor for 80, you're going to do that. Between 2008 and 2012, almost 6 million acres of grassland around the country were plowed under, according to a University of Wisconsin study. Plowing up grassland releases carbon dioxide from the soil. And when you account for that, some researchers say corn ethanol is not as green of a fuel as initially thought. Just north of Ova's farm in North Dakota is the Chase Lake National Wildlife Refuge. It's a haven for migrating birds looking for a place to rest or nest in the increasingly plowed up landscape. Neil Shook is the refuge manager, and he says this area looks completely different than it did five years ago. There was a lot more grass here. A few years ago, Shook found out one of his neighbors was offered $90 an acre to turn some of his grassland into cropland. Shook begged him not to. I'll buy it myself. With, you know, I hadn't even talked to my wife, but I'm like, I, I just can't take it anymore. I'm like, what do you want? I'm going to buy it. And later that summer, I saw the plume of smoke starting. And, uh, yeah, I got burned. So, sorry. There's one more impact of RFS we haven't talked about yet. Reducing dependence on foreign oil. Back when RFS was crafted, we were at war with Iraq and importing more oil than ever. Why not just replace some of that with ethanol? It worked, but Bruce Babcock of Iowa State University says something else worked even more, fracking and horizontal drilling. It's hard to separate the effects of the RFS on reducing imports because at the same time, those high crude oil prices 
have uh, dramatically incentivized domestic production, which has taken off with the Shell Oil Revolution. So we know RFS helped prop up rural economies. We know it reduced our dependence on foreign oil somewhat. But we also know corn ethanol is not as environmentally friendly as hoped. Researchers want to fix that by making ethanol from grass or wood, which has a much lower carbon footprint. But it hasn't taken off quite yet. For Inside Energy, I'm Emily Guerin.